0: all right coast to coast combat hour ed carber hall here with matthew moneymaker hawkins as always this is, episode is brought to you by allaccessmma.com make sure you check out all access mma for your mixed martial arts news matt uh we didn't get to catch up on a lot of stuff um i mean obviously we had a huge bellator event huge ufc lots of craziness happened Uh, We had Fernando on last week that um, I'm actually going to write a piece about his judging uh, opinion on on MMA judging because we did have uh, one or two fights on the UFC 265 that had questionable judging. So it's definitely relevant. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, what are we going to start with, man? I mean, we saw history made with a second generation mixed martial artist and AJ McKee uh, win the, the Featherweight Grand Prix. So we have to backtrack and catch up I don't know what you want to start with, but I mean, I know that was one we wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, first of all, good to be back for another week of the combat hour. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, I think we should jump back considering the magnitude of the event mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of how it unfolded. Uh, so this is the Bellator 263 card that took place uh, now a week and a half ago in Los Angeles. That's the one um, you were
0: at. I just forgot that you were there.
1: Yeah, I was there. <laughs> um fun atmosphere really fun crowd um fans love aj mckee i i uh, i it is for for going to a non-ufc event it ranked up there with uh you know i don't want to know if i it it was it was a click lower than gina carano the reaction she kind she would get in san jose Hmm. and it was a click lower than fedor would get um in some of the events that I like the Russian event or not the Russian event, the event in Chicago, where there was a bunch of Russians there mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of, you know, Polish fans, stuff in the crowd that kind of had his back. So it was like that um, those I was on the floor. So the pop might've been different, but for not being on the floor for this fight um, it was, and, and probably a, a, you know, COVID crowd of maybe let's say 7,000, six to seven, it would be my rough guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about as loud of a crowd as I've ever heard uh, for a Bellator event. Um, and a. a and, uh, and a fighter that wasn't already established as a world champion. And, and, um, it it was, it was crazy. So, you know, he comes out, Pitbull comes out and, and, uh, you know, McKee just absolutely, you know, baffles him, I guess. Uh, Pitbull really didn't even throw a punch. Um, looked like he was constantly guessing, guessing at what, uh, McKee was going to do. Um, I saw, uh, yeah, Atlas, uh, is it Tony Atlas? Teddy Atlas. Ted, Teddy Atlas. Tony Atlas is a wrestler. Uh, Teddy Atlas. <laughs> um, break it down. And, and he basically said how good of a salesman McKee was because he kept selling the punch, the punch, the punch, the punch, the well, punch. And he followed it up with then with the, the kick. And so
0: in the post fight uh, press conference, um, McKee said that people, people took a peek at him warming up or whatever's going on. how this uh, However, it's set up back there when the fighters are getting ready for their next fight. You know, they everyone, I mean like Mohegan Sun, they've they've all got their sectioned off little warm-up rooms, especially with the COVID protocols and stuff like that. So it's easy for someone in passing. I mean, even when they don't have it, like when I've been there covering events, there is like a section where everyone, you know, there's a lot of traffic and you could pass by and see folks. So he said that he, he saw Pipple kind of sneaking peeks at um his warm-up. And um, so in the post fight press conference, McKee was like, So he already's got an idea of what I'm going to do. I need to change it up. And uh, it looks like that might have played it in what we saw with the with like the hesitancy on, on Pitbull's part. Um, but um, I had got flashbacks from that fight of when he knocked – when I first saw McKee, like what he's capable of, was I was covering, he was on the undercard of an event out here on the East Coast at Mohegan Sun. I believe it was Beltor 178. I actually wrote a whole thing on it on the newsletter that I do. For folks that uh, – follow the podcast. I always dro- I dropped the link for the, the newsletter. I just I only started it like a month ago, so if you subscribe I'd appreciate it. But uh I wrote the week after the the Sunday after the, that happened. Um it was Belter 178 and he knocked out Dominic Mazzada. Mm-hmm. And it was almost similar to the left high kick that he throws is almost similar. I'd have to rewatch the fight. Might have been a right high kick, but the kid is just so talented as a second generation mixed martial artist and um you know the, the I've interviewed him for Frontproof Media when I was at Frontproof Media and, and MMAnews.com that I do now uh, Fernando Quilis has been on this podcast you know we talked to all those guys just before the pandemic started when the Featherweight back when he was uh first announced he was going to fight Darren Caldwell and um th- he's just it's almost like you're you're getting to see his dad Antonio's uh molding him into what a mixed martial artist should be in this day and age and uh, I'm just I I I was uh, I knew I had him picked to win but I didn't think he was going to win like that.
1: Yeah, I I w- I was picked him to win as well. Um, during the day of the event, I started to lean a little bit more towards Pitbull. I don't know why. Um, the press conference didn't impress me all that much. I thought it was a little funny, and I, I didn't know if uh, McKee would come out too emotional, but he did the exact opposite. He yeah. came out. um Actually, really, neither of them showed any emotion. Uh, There was no, you know, I I thought we'd have a quick firefight. And really, we ended up with um, some kind of pawing around for about a minute. And then there was the the explosion from McKee where he uh, hit the head kick. And then really, it was a follow-up punch that, that.
0: Yeah, it was an uppercut an
1: uppercut yeah. that really did the, the, that finished off that sequence. Mm-hmm. And then he pops up and gets thrown in the guillotine choke. Really a weird situation because he never went unconscious at any point. So it was kind of a weird thing. He was obviously finished and he was either going to go unconscious or have his neck broken. But, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it was weird how it unfolded, but uh, just huge. And, and like I said, the crowd really accept, you know, and um, you know, I know it didn't do great numbers on TV, which is the first thing that everybody jumps to, mm-hmm. Uh but as far as the live crowd goes, I mean, it just, it, I, I tweeted that I thought that, or, you know, I don't know if I tweeted, I might have posted it somewhere that I thought that maybe McKee could eventually bring Staples Center to, to Bellator. Mm. And, uh, you know, the right matchup, he probably could sell out the Staples Center in L.A. almost. But I don't know if he, I don't, it, with the TV ratings, I mean, the fact that this only got, you know, less than 200,000 eyes on it, um, other than the peak moments, um of the main event is, is a little bit concerning. I understand that, you know, it doesn't get as many eyes as obviously ESPN does as far as television is available in the United States. But, um, I went back and I looked at some of the earlier numbers and like the strike force contender series used to get a quarter of a million views. Hmm. Um, so it almost did a hundred thousand less than what like a a contender series did like the Fedor fights, the bigger fights on, on, uh, Showtime generally did in the, you know, in the 700 to to million range. Hmm. Um, so in the 550s, even for some of the uh, the other fights. So obviously MMA has changed. We do a lot more streaming now. So I don't mm-hmm. know how accurate the numbers completely are, but um, I guess we'll we'll know how it unfolds. Whether Bellator is able to keep, continue to be successful or not. I mean, well, they're not, if those are their actual numbers, they're going to be in big trouble. So I hope the, that those aren't the actual numbers.
0: The problem, the problem is they changed where to watch. You know, people get used to things, mm-hmm. so they changed where to watch. And in, in the in the last year, three times, like they went from Paramount to CBS Sports to Showtime. So I, I, I just and Showtime's up. It's a paywall, mm-hmm. you know, Um, even though it's not that great. I mean, they had a great deal, you know, for four ninety nine. I think that's that's finishing up for if you got it when they first did it. I think that's that would have lasted you their whole, you know, up until the end of the year november ish anyway
1: yeah because it was april we used it for the i used i ordered it for the first uh, musasi and lima fight mm-hmm. which was at the end of april yeah. so um i'm still on the 4.99 but um once it goes to ten dollars or fourteen dollars or whatever it is i'm not i can't i can't really yeah. keep you showtime the rest of their product is not not good
0: it's not bad i mean i've actually been watching some, some watching ray Donovan. i'm looking forward to billions um i actually watched all the billions the whole when there was no Bellator. so I, I just on have, I just have
1: so much streaming stuff yeah. now, yeah, it's like, no, I mean it's a problem. I, I, you it's know, I have all my stuff, and I can't even watch what I have on other stuff, and it's like it's, yeah. it's kind of the odd man out when not to sound bad, there's other ways to watch Bellator. Yeah. you know and and yeah. um that makes it unfortunately a uh, easier decision, but um getting back to and the, I think
0: they put their events relatively soon on Pluto, which is free, uh-huh, so because they now, have their own channel on Pluto TV
1: I love the broadcast. I love the look for Showtime. I the the live event there is it's it's great. The the ramp, everything about Bellator is great. It's just their numbers. And uh, you know, I, I see people that I don't necessarily like on some online forums mentioning their name and how that's holding them back. And for years I kind of dismissed that, but part of me also kind of has to look at it and go, is the name Bellator just not something that's ever really going to pick up in the United States when when MMA is basically known as extreme fighting or Ultimate Fighting? Is Bellator something that, or combat? You know, we got Combat to Global. It just, I, I yeah. wonder. I wonder. So that's something to think about. It. Well, I don't know. I've, I mean,
0: but w- one thing. I mean, one thing we have to look at though that that I mean that event was was major. I mean, they have the Fedor thing coming. I I know the other name attached wasn't too popular, but um, that Fedor's attached with his fight coming up in October. But one thing you have to look at is is I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that oh, for all the crap that Bellator gets. Um, this is our podcast. I can curse. For all the shit Beltor gets, uh, you know, about signing you know, and I'm wearing mm-hmm. it's funny I'm wearing this shirt because Rampage was in uh McKee's corner when he uh, that night. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for all the shit that they get about signing uh, older fighters that the UFC doesn't want or whatever, McKee was someone that they brought in. He's eighteen and all all 18 fights were you know, he, they they molded him same like Aaron Pico. Mm-hmm. It's it's just proof that they have young talent that they, they're molding for the sport that's world class. And I feel like a lot of folks are just kind of even people people's you know, Michael Chandler you know, people are making sit, throwing his name around now that he's in the UFC. But technically, you know, it, it's it's he's talent that Belt or molded and grew to make him the world class level that they all these guys are mm-hmm. all three guys that I just mentioned. So I feel like that that's one thing that, you know, we're the I mean, we're 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 the minority, you and me. Cause we, we look at that and see the positive in it. But the fact of the matter is the UFC monster is so big and the fans are such zombies. They're just going to be, you know, they're, they're, they're quick to thumbs down. Oh, they're on Showtime. Oh, Bellator's number. You know what I mean? So,
1: but, but also the numbers are the numbers. So as much as we want to be homers for Bellator Mm -hmm. really root for them, we got to be honest and go that numbers can't hold up and what could they have done differently? What now, obviously I'm not a TV executive and, I don't claim to even be half as smart as half of these guys when it comes to it. But if I'm running the show there, I'm. No, I'm, putting, doing, I'm a from
0: our- doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. But if, but,
1: but, but, I bet you, if I sat down with one of them, they might. And I said, you know, you, what if you would have put the McKee fight on CBS? And advertised Fedor fighting on Showtime a month later. I
0: think someone asked that too at the post.
1: Like that just seems like that would have been you. You would on a night where the UFC had a, a lower, you know, name card. You could have had CBS to yourself, and you could have used that platform to advertise Showtime being the home of Bellator and Fedor Emelianenko, who was a star on CBS, having a fight on Showtime a month later. It just seems like that. That's what. That's the stuff that you need to do because, and I don't know. Again. Those are the smart guys that apparently know what they're doing. But if if it doesn't work out, then maybe they're not as smart as you know they deserve credit for. But with that said, you also bring up McKee being the homegrown talent. He's the actual you know he's the model for what they dreamed of when they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the Fortune Brothers, you had him. Um, uh, you still have uh oh geez um the other wrestler who's undefeated. Uh, slips my mind. Walter weight. Um, mm. gotta I'll I'll find it here, but uh the other thing, but the UFC card, this card itself without looking to see if a couple of these guys maybe fought on an early UFC prelim, which I do not believe. I I think this was the first Bellator card I can remember from top to bottom that didn't have a single former UFC fighter on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you had, you had 11 fights with no UFC fight. No, you know, everybody, this was their Russian contingent. This was, this kind of card was the perfect card. If you wanted to average like the up and coming dudes, you know? Um, I will have one question because I watched it. How did you score Mads, Burnell and Emmanuel Sanchez? Did you see Burnell winning that fight the way like 30, 27, because I, well, I, that's,
0: that's one of the ones we kind of mentioned. We kind of hinted to a couple of, of, uh, odd decisions from that event when we had Fernando on last week. Um, uh I don't know if you remember.
1: I just I felt I like kinda, I was in the minority because I thought Sanchez won the fight. But again, I'm
0: in the crowd and it's a different you know, it's, I should know because I watched it twice. <laughs> uh-huh. So I should, I should remember <laughs> it. But uh the first time I watched it, I had a few in me, so I can't really okay. I that's probably what's messing me up. But um I mean, uh, uh I th- I think I was leaning Burnell though just because I'm, I'm as I'm recalling, I was leaning Burnell when I watched it. Um the other fight that uh, I think I, we mentioned too dur- during when we had Fernando on last week was uh, with Primus and because uh, uh, Primus was active off his back, I, f- I forget his opponent's name, but that was a split uh, decision. That yeah, that was yeah. the
1: mega. Uh, that's the one he lost, but he lost to uh, Islam Mega Mamedov, not Mega Mamedov, Mamedov.
0: Mamedov, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, big Dagestani card. But I mean, anyway, we got to – we got a. We, sp- we can't spend too much time on it because no. we gotta, uh, talk about um, UFC 265, which uh, so funny thing is because we were talking about it before we started recording was how we kind of this this fight like for me when it when they lost the Nunes fight, I was kind of like, oh, well, maybe I'll just watch the prelims and the and the ESPN, you know, prelims. And, and then, uh, you know, but I wound up watching the whole thing because of course I have to because I do the uh, editorial for MMA news and then um, the aftermath. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff that we said we're going to talk about, but just to start off with the whole aftermath of Lewis and Gunn, um, I, I kind of didn't care about the interim. I still don't care about the interim title fight, but I like that. I'm kind of excited about Cyril S- Gunn and and uh, Francis Ngannou fighting each other. So it was kind of like a nice uh, what do they call it? A layup for for the future heavyweight fight.
1: It, it seemed that way. Um, I mean, the the it, it has to happen because when you look at the rankings, I don't know where you go if that fight doesn't happen. I mean, sure, you got Stipe who's always who's always there, but eventually he's going to come to a you know he's got to hit the downside here sooner than later. And yeah, um, I mean, he got knocked out brutally by Nganu in his last fight, so it's just kind of a weird weird situation when you look at the rankings on on how um, everybody's kind of beat each other and then. You know, you almost have some gatekeepers that are kind of cleaning the house and making yeah. sure none of the uh, the lower ranked, you know, five to to ten ranked guys, uh, you know, move up, and we keep having revolving doors. So I don't know, but uh, gone looked great. Um, Lewis looked terrible. Um, and well, uh, Gun,
0: Gun. I mean, well, the the funny thing about Gun is, that, I mean, um, the way he moves as a, as a heavyweight, he's uh, him and and Stipe can both say make the same claim that they don't move like heavyweights. You know, they're very they're very spry for heavyweights. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, offense coming out of there. The way that that both him and Stipe, the way they fight and counter offense, and someone like Lewis. I mean, they, I mean, we've already seen Lewis and Gano, but the the fight against uh, Brett Akamoto put up a video of the two of uh, apparently because they used to train together. Um, Gano and, and and Gano, mm-hmm. and there's I the the it's only a couple seconds long, but if you look at the sparring footage between them two it's kind of it's kind of hard not to pick ganu um just because he looked like he was getting the better of again it's only maybe maybe eight seconds of footage that that uh, Brett akamoto put up uh-huh. um but it's it's uh it just it just made me excited for that for that because they're both super athletic I mean you have the explosive power of Nganu versus uh of the the athleticism and and, and savvy kickboxing of gone I, I again UFC 265 was kind of like I wasn't really excited about it, but the results of it made me very excited for what we can get out of, especially the heavyweight division. And uh, the thing with, um, you mentioned Stipe Miocic. I have a feeling, especially with the whole uh, Dana White address at the post-fight press conference too, the whole thing with uh, John Jones moving up, Jones talking about he's not fighting till 2022. Dana White kind of brushed that off, but mentioned the 2022. And now we're hearing... We're hearing chatter of, uh, you know, Stipe and Jones maybe being the, the contender fight for heavyweight. And we all know that the UFC likes to play that game. They'll give a guy, a you know, right underneath fight, underneath what, the fight that's going to happen. So they kind of have that to market mm-hmm. in the future. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case for, you know, 2022.
1: It might be. Uh, I have a hard time seeing Jones take a fight against somebody that's not the champion. I don't know mm-hmm. if his ego will allow him to do that, um, but uh, but yeah. As far as Ngannou and, and Gone, um, it's definitely kind of a clash of styles. You yeah. got the uh, you know you got the smooth, you know more precise kickboxer in, in Gone, and then you've got the kind of the wild man in, in Ngannou. Uh, so yeah, it does. It, until I see somebody hitting Ngannou on his chin, and if I see mm-hmm. that man's actually a human and can go down, it's mm-hmm. hard for me to see anybody really finishing him before they get hit. Uh, with one of his atomic shots, um, Gon's not going to take him down. I wouldn't expect so. Yeah, um, I, that doesn't seem to be where that's his biggest weakness. So, I don't know. But definitely, I, I like how, in theory, this sets that fight up, and there should be no, uh, no argue. <laughs> there should be no arguments. There should be no talk, but. You know, we know that the the UFC likes to get once guys get in a position of power. The UFC really uh, turns into chicken shit and doesn't want to give him money and and yeah, we, sidelines. We,
0: him. we get BMF belts and and yeah, we start you know, seeing the main, main events with no titles and yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in these interim titles and I mean, it really doesn't make sense. And Gondo just won the title all that not long ago, so um, it's weird how it unfolds. But I I do like that that that's how it unha- that you know that it shaped up this way. Um, and, and, you know, we got Rosenstruck and blades coming up at 267, mm-hmm. So that'll kind of help. That'll, you know, basically eliminate one of the two of them uh, from anything in the near future. And, uh, and then that leaves me And like you said, uh, what will happen with, uh, with Jones? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, now's the time. If I'm Jones, it's probably the best time to come into heavyweight. I mean, you don't really have that technical, you know, if he's able to get Ngannou down, you figure Jones is the favorite in that fight all of a yeah. sudden, and and you know, really the only wrestler out there that really would maybe not work. So well. would be somebody like Curtis blades, but you know, that would be a fight that would be way down the line. Uh, I don't see that happening early. So interesting. Um, also a big fight. So the note on that card, uh, Jose Aldo picks up a huge win over Pedro Munoz looked outstanding. Yeah. Uh, looked as good as we've seen him at 135 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, looked huge for the weight, but seems to be making the weight a lot easier than he even made 145. So, um, he either changed his lifestyle, changed his nutrition, something major happened, but, uh, mm-hmm you know, you forget how young he is in the grand scheme of, of the, the world. And, uh, well, cause he's know, been fighting for so long, because yeah. he's been fighting for so long. But I mean, the fact I think he's 33 now, um, he really, he, he could, you, we might be looking at another Jose Aldo run, which, uh, yeah. which is, which is wild. Um, and, and you know, we'll see what happens with yawn and, and how all this other stuff unfolds. But, uh, you know, that was big. Vicente Luque picks up a big win over Michael Chiesa. Um, you know, that was,
0: re- yeah, that was one that, um, it's funny because I remember when I had I had to write my breakdown for it or my, my prediction for mmanews.com um, and submitting them, uh, that was a rough one because I knew. It's funny. If you watch the fight, I kind of had them in my own eye. I had them um, even as far as their, as their grappling skills, the submission skills. I had them even. So I thought that it would cancel each other out and they would make it like a kickboxing match or a striking match. That's not what happened. They went to the ground, and I favored Kiesa for getting the submission, which he almost did and somehow Luke got out of it and was able to it's weird because the angle i just i i know I retweeted the photo. he got the head and arm uh from the uh uh had an event where it happened too. <clears throat> but um i was uh i was just sh- i i won't say i was surprised but the the way he set it up off the scramble was beautiful i didn't think Kiesa was doing everything right to tap i know he was hard on himself afterward too which i thought was just odd um because uh you know it was a legit technique it's off of a scramble shit happens but um i mean that was uh you know me i i, I love seeing that stuff so that was uh Good win for Luke. I don't know about his call out, but but it was a good win for him. I missed that. Who do he call out? Usman.
1: Oh, well, I mean, you know, we've we had this discussion in the past about that division and, and kind of running out of people. You know, we always kind of mm-hmm. talked about Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy kind of made the jump after he beat Luke, a, and then obviously he was just defeated by Gilbert Burns. But yeah. you, when you look at the fact that he's got a win over Price, Randy Brown, Tyron Woodley, and now Kiesa since the Wonder Boy fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it it's interesting and you know, he's a little bit different. You know, we kind of look at him as a brawler. At least that's, I always kind of looked at him and now we're seeing that he has this other technique mm-hmm. you know that he you know and and so that was a little bit surprising and something that you can bring to the table for a Usman fight that maybe doesn't exist among a lot of the other uh like we probably wouldn't imagine seeing you know Wonder Boy throw a darse on somebody right like mm-hmm. so <laughs> but but yeah. we, we but we'd expect Wonder Boy to stand and bang well with Luke, we expect him to stand and bang now he's submitting people so who knows uh but uh but big win for him um and uh and, and you know, fun, fun overall event. Uh, Tisha Torres picks up a win. Dong Song picks up another win. I know.
0: I was a little, I was a little bothered by uh, that one. I had a, uh, so just, you know, even though I, I think I I've officially, I submitted my pick that Cyril Ghan was going to win by decision. He got the TKO or whatever. But, uh, uh, you know, when I, when I make my little bets, I actually had a, a, a two fighter parlay, uh, with, uh, Lewis and Angela Hill winning. So that mm. one hurt in the pockets <laughs> that it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but, um, Hey man, uh, interesting thing though, just, uh, for the heavyweight division, before we leave UFC 265, I mentioned the video that, uh, Akimoto posted. He also shared a video with and where he said they're fighting for the number two spot. He, those two guys, he's like, cause steep is number one. I just beat him. He's still number one. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. I mean, just to add back to what we were saying about what's next for the heavyweight division, I figured it's worth mentioning before, we, uh, you know, we move into, uh, Bellator this weekend. Bellator is back in on my, in my neck of the woods in the East Coast. Mohegan Sun.
1: Yeah, UFC two sixty four. The return of one of the uh, one of the legends of MMA who doesn't get necessarily Bellator. Bellator two sixty four.
0: The... Oh, what I say? UFC yeah.
1: uh, Bellator. But uh, Gegard Musasi uh, returns to defend his middleweight championship. Uh, Forty seven and seven uh beaten and fought everybody there is to fight yeah. from you know one seventy up to heavyweight, open weight. Uh mm. he fights John Salter who is uh eighteen and four.
0: The salty dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of one of the mandatory challenger fights. Um
0: Yeah. That's fair.
1: You know, I mean that's kind of where we're at, I think with this Salter uh had earned a title shot uh that he eventually lost to uh, uh actually it wasn't I don't believe it was a title shot no it was I don't know if it was a title shot against Rafael uh, Lovato. Um, I have to go back and check. Uh, But it it was, no, it was a three round fight. Um, So he lost to uh, Lovato. That might have been actually what set up the fight for Lovato against uh, Musasi, which he eventually won the title, which Musasi has since uh, gotten back. But, um, you know, he's on a three fight win streak. Uh, Musasi Oh, you know, never loses. It seems like, but, uh, other than to Lovato, um, and he, since then he's got a win over Machida and, and then the big win over Douglas mm. Lima, uh, which was at the time for the vacant belt. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't see any way really around picking Musasi mm. to win this fight, uh, short of a fl- not a fluke, but something kind of odd happening. Uh, maybe perhaps an injury or something. I, I gotta go with Musasi. Um, I fear this might be one of those fights where he kind of fights to his opponent's Strengths. level yeah. a little bit, and and so we might end up seeing a a five round decision win here. But uh, but I think it. I think clearly from start to finish, I think Musasi going to be the better fighter. Uh, yeah. In, in this fight.
0: Funny thing about Musasi is uh, when I when I the last time I talked to him face to face was at the um at the when they did the spring summer thing right just the week of co- the week of COVID hit in the Viacom building. And one of the things he said to me was, um, you know, when when the fight those those seven losses that right it's seven on there, yeah, those seven losses. When I asked him about, you know, I forgot how we got into it, but he was like, usually when I lose is because uh, I don't feel like fighting, like I'm not into it. That's kind of <laughs> what it's been, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like so. I haven't really seen many interviews. I don't know if Lynch has spoken to him because Lynch seems to interview every James Lynch seems to interview everybody. But um, I have to see like this week's media to kind of gauge his uh where he's at, and that that'll help me make a decision. But more times than not, like you said, it's hard to pick against him. And I know John Salter's very uh, crafty on the ground. I mean, we know him from his funny jujitsu videos and stuff like that that he's done on the internet. And um, but I just feel like um, I just feel like you know when it comes to um. It's funny because it's making me think about the the main event for the Lights Out Lights Out extreme fighting that happened this past weekend, Sean Merriman's thing. I um there in the main event there was a blue belt in in jiu-jitsu versus a brown belt, but the blue belt had more experience in MMA and he kind of just dominated the brown belt guy. And, and that's just what I see when it comes to fighting, not just your particular discipline, which is which MMA pretty much is is when it comes to combat sports, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to pick uh Musashi, especially with 47 wins.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's seen it all. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to think he's going to see something um, particularly from Salter that maybe he, uh, he hadn't seen before, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, and then that it's still, you know, any chance Musashi's fighting is definitely must watch TV. The co-main yeah. event has uh Sabah Humasti coming off of a fight of the year candidate loss, to paul daly uh facing andre korshkov who For, uh,
0: former champion in former bellator. champ
1: who went off picked up a win outside of bellator in his previous fight um after uh after a tough split decision and loss, he's to, uh, he's
0: bellator uh bellator. who's his who's his uh he's a protege of like another well-known uh, russian fighter, alexander Shlomenko. thank you i i, I don't know why i forgot that
1: Yep, Storm Shlomenko, who yeah. the rumor is that he might, uh, Bellator might, he was another former Bellator champion. Uh, and I heard a rumor that he, perhaps they might try to get him on the Moscow
0: card. Well, why the card. How could they not, right?
1: I mean, you would think it would all make sense. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it depends on what contracts he signed with other people and, yeah. uh, you know, what, what part the of le- the Russian Russia yeah. wants, <laughs> wants him to fight, wants him to fight on that card as opposed yeah. to another one. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, I think this is another fight Humasi obviously had a you know fun fight with uh, Paul Daly but uh, you know he's 15 and nine uh, Korshkov is 23 and four uh, I think this is another case of uh, Korshkov being the better mixed martial artist and maybe just kind of another like a warm-up fight to get his uh, you know feet back in the, you know, the water a little bit with Bellator. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, you always got to be careful. And, and Korshkov, you know, has lost, I believe, two of his last three in Bellator, uh, Lima and uh, and Daly, uh, with uh, with a win in the middle of those two. But, um, or not Daly, Larkin, uh, who's who he lost the decision to. But I got to go with Korshkov. Yeah, um, no, I, I, think I think he gets a finish, actually, in this fight. Um, and, I, I mean, I be interesting to see how Homasi comes out. You know, he was guns blazing against Daily, had Daily hurt early, early, and then and then ended up kind of getting the hell beat out of him as the, the fight wound down. I'm yeah. um, wondering what that takes out of him and, and uh, where where he's at. Um, and I think Korshkov will uh, expose that if he's not a hundred percent of what he was uh you know like he was in the Daily fight.
0: Yeah. This one's an interesting one for me. Magomed Magomedov versus Rafian Stats who I know Rafian from fighting the VFC uh back in way uh 2015 2016 so the when they signed uh when they signed him uh this fight is actually interesting to me i mean i i know magomed you know we have that running joke here about the magomeds in mma but uh i mean this one uh this one is a coin toss for me i really can't i really can't call it
1: yeah uh you know Stotts is on a big winning streak uh and that includes you know 5 in a row 4 in a row in bellator um and uh and and he comes in at at 16 and 1 whereas uh mego is 18 and 1 with his only loss being to peter yan um who he also has a victory over the the ufc bantamweight champion mm-hmm. so um you know when you're 18 and 1 and your only loss is a uh you know a, a split of two fights with arguably the best Bantamweight in the world. It's hard for me to go against it. Plus, uh, I don't think I could go. I can't, I can't bet against a mega med mega meta. Like it's <laughs> no, just not, even if his, name, if his name was Matthew mega off, I'd still vote for him, but he's got <laughs> two mega meds in there. And that, uh, that's just, that's tough. But, uh, but it is a real challenge. The winner of this fight obviously becomes a top contender, yeah. uh, at one thirty five uh, for, um, uh, for Sergio Pettis, uh, but uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to even pick. I mean, I'm gonna go with Mega just for the reasons I just said because yeah. of his name. But uh, but I think yeah. that he's obviously, uh, you know, when you if you if you survive the Russian circuit of fights mm-hmm. and you come out of there 18 and one, yeah, you're a different 18 and one than
0: yeah.
1: you know. Uh, than, that's than,
0: true.
1: Then some of these uh, some of these other guys, you know. Um, so that's that's you know. It's not McKee coming up through Bellator and, and you know no. getting fed no. here and there some fights that kind of work him way up and you know no. he he Mega Med off you know and if you're fighting for ACA and stuff uh, there's killers left and right yeah you have no idea who there are so Probably I'm gonna go with Mega off but but, uh, <laughs> but I, I think that this also has a you know I think this is a fun yeah exactly there's no it, it's Wild West still yeah
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Out there
1: so um, good fight I'm picking Mega Med off uh. But, I, uh, you know, I just think it's, a yeah, good I wouldn't
0: fight. be surprised if stocks could pull, could pull one off or if it even goes to a decision, you know what I mean? Because, uh, I, I mean, like you said, it's, it, it, it will see what happens when, uh, when the bell rings, but, um, this, this fight here, I, I'm, uh, I mean, it's listed as on the main card. I feel like this might be changing by the time Friday rolls around, but we'll see a heavyweight. Uh, I don't know anything about, especially Everett Cummins. Uh, this is, looks like his pro debut.
1: Yeah. See that there's, 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 this is the first time we get to rag on Bellator now, because I pull mm-hmm. him up on Tapology, mm-hmm. and he is fifteen and zero.
0: Oh, so they need to get this website so, under.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I'm showing him at fifteen and zero. Uh, most of his fights, he did fight at Bellator 193, which was here in Temecula, actually. Hmm. Um, and most of his other fights. So it looks like he did. A, he's kind of in the gladiator challenge. Fought in Bellator 132. Um, Messed up. <laughs> yeah. So I show him as well. Not only do I show him as 15 and 0. I also show him as a 5 and 0 as an amateur. So hmm. we might be looking at. A, a Every Cummins. <laughs> Every Cummins being a solid. Uh, heavyweight Fr- contender.
0: How about Mr. Uh, Franklin? David uh...
1: Franklin is 3 and 0 with all three wins in Bellator. So. Hmm. Um,
0: Knock so, uh, uh, let me um
1: I have a... I guess we're
0: leaning towards Mr. Cummings on this one. (laughs) uh,
1: Ground and pound, punches, two first-round finishes with punches and a decision. Hmm um bellator 239 46 and 259 so uh, just
0: for our audio listeners we're going off of the comparing the bellator mma websites at tapology
1: yeah we bring up bellator on on the screen but i i like to use techno- Tapology on my ipad here so for, so basically for, for you know <laughs> but so so if that's all the that way we're going it looks like we got a three and heavyweight who's three and in bellator uh fighting in you know the era of not you know not living on cardboard and stuff at the beach. This isn't mm-hmm. the, uh, this isn't the mm-hmm. monster fight series or anything like that versus a guy who's apparently 15 and zero, but his 15 and I can tell you seeing some of the events he fought on uh, probably is not like the Russian one that I was talking about yeah. before. Uh, probably hasn't been through a massive killers, but at 15 and zero at heavyweight, that's still something to be said. Yeah. Um, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, and then that brings us to the opening fight of the card Five and two, Ty Um uh, coming off a loss at Bellator two hundred and fifty. Uh, he's actually one and two in Bellator. Uh, so, if anything, this might be the fight that uh, that gets bounced around. But the prelims aren't as deep as uh, as
0: everybody else is seeing. Yeah,
1: yeah. His opponent's ten and four. Jeez, uh, I'm not even gonna try the first name. The last name Bestayev, uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one's kind of funny. I don't even want to try it. Kazi, uh, but he,
0: Kazi will say Kazi.
1: Yeah, but he's coming off a contender series loss to Phil Hawes, mm. um, and prior to that, he also did some of the Gladiator Challenge and some LFA fights. Um, so he is ten and four. Obviously, has uh, a little more experience than the five and two fighter, but. You know, uh, top three fights on this card pretty heavy. Uh, after looking into it, I'm definitely interested to see what Everett Cummings brings to the table. Uh, prelims are a little bit more of a throwback to the old school Bellator prelims, not the biggest names. Um, but uh, we've been seeing Bellator prelims so stacked lately, uh, you can't really constantly stack, yeah. the prelims, especially uh, with-,
0: with uh, they have the event in um, the South Dakota, and then I think it's uh, what off to Russia for after that, I forget, yeah, so. But-
1: We'll see how that all unfolds uh, with travel changes and um,
0: COVID stuff, <laughs>
1: COVID stuff. So uh, hopefully the Russian event really goes down because it would be a shame to see uh, Fado really get his career pushed back months more uh, without a fight uh, mm. when he was trying to squeeze in a couple more before uh, it's incredibly too late. So, Interesting, but uh, yeah, it should be a fun weekend. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with uh, you can't go wrong when Musashi's fighting. So, uh, that, that's nice, and, it, and it's a weekend off from the UFC, so fans can focus on Bellator. We can kind of see what their numbers get now when they don't have any uh, direct competition, mm. uh, and see how that unfolds. But um, I think that kind of brings us to the end of the show for this week. Uh, fans can always check us out uh, at allaccessmma.com. dot com. Check out our uh, audio podcast everywhere. Audio podcasts are available. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazol on Twitter, Carbirzol on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Ed, how's Twitch going these days? You got any new games? Anything new?
0: No, it's too nice out. to be playing video games so i'll 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 probably play uh i found out i could stream off of my phone though i've been playing poker on my phone so maybe i'll I'll stream some of that but um i haven't been streaming too much too many just this stuff like this on twitch no games lately because it's uh you know summertime in new jersey and we don't get a lot of nice days out here so we got to take t-shirt weather t-shirt time
1: right isn't that what you guys say out there
0: yeah t-shirt weather (laughs) until for at least a couple of months so
1: Nice. All right. We'll have a good rest of the weekend, and uh, thanks to everybody for listening.
0: Peace. Hey, guys. Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh the support links are in any of the uh podcast descriptions and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, the Blogboard Jungle. Um thanks again for listening and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe uh bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.